doing a show, baby. This is the young and vivacious Matthew Sanborn Smith, so youthful I'm inviting you to get on my lawn. Come on, all of you. Prance about or play lawn darts or something. All right, get out now. I was just trying to prove a point. I didn't actually want you here. I'm a guy who lives mostly alone, and sometimes I need celery. I don't consume a lot, but I've been known to partake of a stalk now and then. Unfortunately, you can't buy the stuff by the stalk. You've got to buy, like, a whole celery bush and watch it all rot unused in the fridge. Worse yet, you always think to yourself, that celery is going to last long enough that I'll need a second stalk. But then, when you finally do need it, you go for that second stalk, and instead of a crispy strip of stringy fiber, you get a dark brown soup, which doesn't even taste good when you microwave it. If only there existed some people's celery cooperative in which a single happening shaker and mover like myself could get together with a dozen others in a similar situation, pool our resources, buy a bag of celery, and each take a stalk. You know what? The mango got a donation the other day. I would even spring for the whole damn bag myself as long as others could alleviate this celery overflow. Maybe what I'm looking for is more of a celery network. Fuck Facebook. This is what real people need. And get off my lawn! Yesterday's tale was about squeezing things out of bodies, and this one is about stuffing things in. Or wanting to be stuffed in, even if it seems no one wants to stuff you. Am I giving too much away? Well, you can just eat me. Eat Me by Matthew Sanborn Smith Dirk's esteem was at an all-time low. When cannibals started moving into the neighborhood, he made a showy production about boarding up his windows and carrying a shotgun. But no one tried to break into his house, even before the fence went up. He'd crossed the street whenever one of the neighbors came his way, and he avoided the carpool, but to be honest, they didn't even look him over. After a year of shoddy treatment, he left his front door wide open and sprinkled his head with Mrs. Dash. No one even tried to lick him. Is there something wrong with me? He finally asked Marla, the girl next door, slash cannibal, slash neighborhood floozy. What you mean? she asked. Do I smell bad? I mean, like I've gone bad? She sniffed him and he felt a nervous thrill with her hard white teeth so close to him. Is that secret? She asked, pulling away. Girls wear that. Hey, it's strong enough for a man. The ad said as much. Is that why you don't want to eat me because of secret? Why would I want to eat you? She asked. Because you're a cannibal. Well, someone thinks very highly of himself. Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a cow? A real one up close? Yeah, once at my grandfather's farm. Did your mouth water? Did you want to eat it then and there? No. Exactly. On top of that, who the heck wants to go through all the trouble of skinning and cleaning you? When I want man meat, I go to the store just like everybody else. You can't buy people at the store. You ever look through the deli? I mean, the entire deli? No, I guess not. Look, thanks a lot. I'm sorry to have bothered you. Oh, no problem. Listen, you want to come in for a drink? Um, sure. They had yoo-hoos with vodka chasers for most of the afternoon. To Dirk's surprise, when they were both too blitzed to see straight, Marla ate him. I need one of those twist endings here, so I should specify not in the way you're thinking. Of course, I don't know what way you're thinking, but it's probably that other way. Do you know which way I'm talking about? Good. Because I sure don't. If this story made your tummy rumble, pass the cats up in the dental dam and goblet and other grisly morsels over at my blog of Contessin, the 1000.blogspot.com. Or get the pre-chewed and partially digested versions right here at BewareTheHairyMango.com. Place your orders for piping hot servings of man meat in the comments section for this post or manually email me at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Just don't ask me exactly how something like that would work. It might involve you holding an organized fusion of information and energy 
in the palm of your hand as opposed to the palm of your back, or just bringing your computer over to my house. If you're hearing this from my site or iTunes, why not run over to SF Signal in a week and listen to it again there? Or if you're listening to it there for the second time, go back to those other two places and listen for the first or zeroth times. This is SFSignal.com we're talking about after some, and they deals with all that crazy science fiction crap, so you can do anything. Tell that guy over there to listen to our show. Fill your body with electric delights of the non-vibratory kind by subscribing from the homepage or through It Tunes or even FestuTunes, and I don't mind that many of my lame-ass jokes can only be understood by myself. My primary purpose here is auto-entertainment, and when I'm done with that, I listen to this show. Any enjoyment you get is merely collateral construction, but give me a five-light-bulb review at FestuTunes anyway. I wonder how he'd get a fluorescent into his mouth. Big cheeks. Chirp throughout the forest that your potential mates can find me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity and that I am the sexiest bird in the woods. Don't worry, they'll soon find out otherwise, but then I'll know where they tweet and I can bird stalk them at my leisure. Not in a creepy way, of course. If you love this crap, convince me to churn out more by sticking your dollars in my G-string. It's there. Yeah, just lift that roll up and you'll see my G-string. Or if you're fond of your lunch, you can just go to the com and click the donate button. It's there under my G-string. This podcast jumps on a pile of leaves. Yes, I know it's May. I'm talking to the Australians. Yes, they're real listeners too. And rolls around the ground before being ordered back into the house by a control freaking Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share alike 3.0 unported license. With nothing but a piece of orange twine between you and me, this is Matthew Bambi Sanborn Smith saying eating, drinking, and being merry is fine for those who are going to die, but most of us will probably Probably still be alive tomorrow. Where's our advice? Err on the side of caution. Go hungry, go thirsty, and be miserable. Good night.